0: Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. We've been speaking on Down with the King, amen? Uh, Talking about Down with the King, and today, last week I shared with you on Jehovah Nisi, my God, my banner, my altar. Today, I I wanna share with you about Jehovah Jireh. Probably the most famous name out of all the names when we talk about God because all of us have a need. We all have a need and we all know of Jehovah Jireh, my provider. We all recognize God the provider. We all recognize that that God's the one that is there for providing. And we all uh, can, can believe in Jehovah Jireh because we all have a need. Amen? We all want God. How many of you have a need you need God to meet today? Amen. It doesn't have to be just financial. It could be uh, physical. It could be spiritual. It could be emotional. We we all have a need and we're always expecting God to meet these needs. And so this morning, if you would turn your Bibles to the book of Genesis, chapter 22, uh, a lot of scripture we're going to go over this morning. But uh, for some of it, I might not read the scripture. I might just point to the reference. It'll be on the screen for you. Would you stand to your feet as we read starting in uh, verse 13? of chapter 22 and I want to introduce this new aspect of God's character to you this morning because when you come to know God if I just tell you that his name is Elohim you're going to miss out on the fact that he's a healer. And so if I tell you he's a healer, you might miss out on the fact that he's also your peace. Or if I tell you he's your peace, you're going to miss out that he's your righteousness. Or if I tell you he's your righteousness, you're going to miss out that he's also a good shepherd. And so I want to take time this morning to introduce God to you by introducing his names to you. By giving you parts of his character and that one name will give you maybe a shoulder glimpse or maybe a, a, a foot glimpse of who God is this morning. Starting in verse 13 of chapter 22. If you're there, say amen. amen. It says, then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket, which is a bush, all right? For those of you that don't know what a thicket is. So he took the ram and he sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named the place Yehovah Yireh, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Bow bow your heads and let's pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I want to remind you this morning that as we go through the word of God, starting in the book of Genesis... That whenever the people of God went through a crisis or they went through a problem, God reveals to them another name of who he is. And so it's through life's problems that you get another level of a revelation of who God is in your life. So I need you to understand that your problems are not problems. They're opportunities for you to get another glimpse or another revelation of who God is. Say it again, Pastor. So there's no such thing as a problem in the life of a believer. Until you get this mindset, you're always going to struggle with problems. If you are a believer in Christ, you do not have problems. You have opportunities. Every problem that you face is literally another opportunity for another part of God's character to be revealed to you. And so when the children of Israel went through another problem, or the people of God went through another problem, it gave them another opportunity to see another glimpse of God just from a different perspective. And when you go through your problems, God wants to reveal another part of his character to you. And in this case, we see our man by the name of Abraham, who is 100 years old at this point. He has been believing God to, to bring about a child. And the Bible, the book of Hebrews says that his body is as good as dead. In other words, he can't reproduce anymore. Things aren't working. In the lower regions. Things aren't happening. And yet he's believing God to bring about a child. And God brings about this child. And now Abraham is about 113 years old. His son is a teenager. And they're going up to sacrifice as they had in times past. And this is what happens. Turn your attention to the screen. will provide a sacrifice, my son. Did Abraham take a lamb? No, mister. Zerk, you must trust in God. I don't know about you, but if I'm Isaac, I think my dad's bipolar. (laughs) This boy's going senile. And Abraham looked pretty good for 112, 113 years old, huh? But I want want you to understand something this morning as as we take this journey, as we take take a look at this. He introduces him and calls him Jehovah Jireh. In the scripture we read, we call him Yahweh Yireh. Or when when they translated it, it became Jehovah, personal God. Our God that is personal, a God that makes covenant with us. And the other word, Jireh, doesn't mean provider. The name means to see. It comes from the root word to see. And so when I say Jehovah Jirah, I'm saying my God who sees. That he sees every need I have. He sees my condition. He sees my trouble. He sees my circumstance. And that my God has the ability to see where I am, when when I'm in a situation, and what I need in the middle of that situation. I need you to understand that Jehovah Jireh literally means my God who sees. And I need someone to hear me this morning. You need to know that God sees what you're going through. Say it again, Pastor. God sees what you're going through. Now, I want you to notice something about Abraham. God tells him, I want you to sacrifice your only son. Now, he had Ishmael too, but God only looked at Isaac as being the son of promise. And he says, I want you to sacrifice the son. You imagine Abraham's thinking. I'm 113 years old now. Look how long it took me to have this one kid. Now you're going to take away the one I got? This is the one of promise. This is the one you promised me. But what's even more problemsome for me in this is the fact that there's no record of God telling Isaac what God planned to do. There's no record of God speaking to Sarah that Abraham was going to take their son and kill him. God only spoke to Abraham. There are times that God speaks to you to do something, but instead of telling everyone, you're supposed to keep it to yourself because God is birthing something in you. He's preparing that promise in you. And you know that if you were to tell someone what God told you to do, they would have committed you to a nuthouse. You know that if he had told Sarah what he was about to do, Sarah would have let him go. Uh Uh-uh, I ain't having another baby. We're not going through this again. But Abraham trusted God enough to know that when God told him to do something, he recognized that I was willing to obey God. And immediately he gets up the next morning and starts a three-day trip to this mountain called Moriah. And as he goes to Mount Moriah, he goes to offer his son as a sacrifice and th- this blows me away because he tells him, he says, listen, Abraham, I want you to go to Mount Moriah and I want you to offer your only son as a sacrifice to me. He says this in verse 11. He tells him, and uh, actually ver- verse 1 of, chap- uh, of that chapter 22. He says, I want you to go and I want you to offer your son, a- uh, your son Isaac as a-, as a sacrifice to me. Now, I-, I need you to understand something. Nowhere in the Bible up to this point has God ever asked anyone to kill a human being and offer it to Him? In fact, throughout the Bible, God judged nations that killed people because God values you. That's why God hates abortion, because there's potential. God loves life. And I need you to understand that when it comes down to, to this situation, that Abraham says, okay, I'm gonna take my child. He doesn't hesitate. Now, what do you do when God asks you to do something that doesn't make any sense? What? I want to be the I I wanna be the, you know, I, I want to be the greatest and you want me to become a servant? I want to be the first, but you want me to become the last? Someone hits me on one cheek, I'm supposed to turn the other. Someone tells me to go one mile, I'm supposed to go two. Someone takes my jacket, I'm supposed to give him my shirt as well. What, what, what are you talking about? It doesn't make sense. What do you do when God asks you to do something that doesn't make any sense? I'm broke and you want me to give? Get in an argument with my wife, and, and you want me to, 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 to come back with the soft answer after she cussed me out. Not talking about my wife, I'm <laughs> Hypotheticals. What do you do when God tells you to do something that makes no sense? You obey. You obey. Some of you understand what, what, what I'm, you're, you're struggling right now. I could see it. As, love, as much as you love your little monkey, God tells you, I want you to sacrifice your son. I don't know if, if, if you know, when my kids got older, there were times I wanted to sacrifice them. <laughs> But there's not a parent in their right mind that would want to kill their kid in, in that manner. And yet this is what Abraham has been told to do. And so the problem is this. This is the quandrum. The quandrum the is this, that God is trying to judge Abraham based. Do you want the gift more than you want the giver? Are you more concerned about getting the gift, or are you more concerned about the giver? Because when you're more concerned about the gift, how many times have we prayed, God, I want this job, and he gives you the job, and then you stop coming to church. God, I want to get blessed. Give me a house, and so he blesses you with the house. You got the gift, but now you don't come to church because you got to mow the lawn on Sunday. God, I want the boat. He gives you the boat, and now on Sundays you're on the lake. God, I want a girlfriend, I want a husband, I want a wife, I want, I want someone, I'm tired of being alone. And he blesses you with them, and then you end up in that relationship ungodly. Don't ever value the gift above the gifter. Amen. Because God can take the gift. But the giver can always re-give me another gift. It's about priorities. And so I want you to notice how how confident was Abraham. The Bible says that in in verse verse, uh, 5 of 22, that Abraham tells the servants that are with him, you guys stay right here. Me and my son are going to go up and we will worship. And then after we worship, we will come back. I need you to understand what Abraham saw was that the offering of his child was an act of worship unto God. Worship that costs you nothing means nothing. Say it again, pastor. Worship should cost you something. When we come in and we got a headache and we don't want to lift our hands because I just don't feel good. You're saying that your feelings mean more than God is worth. We don't come to church on a Sunday morning. And we're saying, you know what? I, I got other things I'd rather do. We are valuing those other things than the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. God's worth more. Amen. He's worth more. And so I need you to understand that Abraham understood something. Even if I kill this kid, God can raise him back from the dead. In fact, the book of Hebrews puts it this way Hebrews 11 says this. You don't need to turn there. It's on the screen for you. It says, it was by faith. Everyone say faith. faith. That Abraham offered up Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. This is only a test. Some of you right now, this is only a test you're going through. Abraham, who had received God's promise, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son whom your descendants will be counted and Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died oh come on somebody he reasoned that if Isaac died that God was able to bring him back to life again in a sense Abraham did receive his son back from the dead I want you to know that whatever you give to God you never truly lose Whatever you sacrifice to God, you get back 20, 30, 60, 100-fold blessing back unto you. You cannot outgive God. You cannot outgive God. Whatever you give to him, he takes, he doesn't need it. Listen, you think God needs your measly 10%? You think tithing is something that God needs from you? God has plenty of money. The church doesn't, but God has plenty of money. God doesn't need your money, but when we give our tithe, when we give our offerings, what we're giving is an act of offering up Isaac (laughs) unto God and saying, God, I trust you enough on this. Thank you, the three of you that clapped. Don't worry, I'm not collecting an offering this morning. Don't worry, I know how y'all are. I said, no, no, we clap. He's going to collect an offering at the end of this service. You don't want to tweet about it. You're not going to Facebook about it. You don't want to do it because you don't want to encourage him to collect an offering when it's over. Don't worry. All right. See, this is what I believe made Abraham the father of faith. Wasn't the fact that he had a child in his old age, but the fact that he was able to believe God to raise that child from the dead. He was willing to give God his all. What are you holding back from God this morning? What is God requiring of you that you're afraid to give up? I want you to notice something. In verse 6, the Bible says that that, that he places the wood on his son's shoulder. And, and so check this out. Picture that just, just get this into your mind. You got Abraham, a hundred and twelve-year-old, 13-year-old man walking up a mountainside, and his 12-year-old kid jumping on the rocks. And a hundred-year-old man working his way up the rocks. He has the kid carrying the wood. That shows his age. Following me? Abraham's too old to be carrying the wood. And I love the picture, but Abraham looked good for 112 years old on that picture. Probably because they couldn't find an actor that was 112 years old. <laughs> and so we worked their way up the mountain. Now, since he was a child, Isaac has gone with his dad to worship. Since he was a child, Isaac has gone with his dad to worship. So he knows the components of worship. Oh, you got to follow me. He knows how to worship, he knows the elements that are part of worship. And so as they're working their way up, he's looking around saying, Dad, you know, we got the wood. Uh, You got the fire in your hand. You got the knife. Where's the sacrifice? And Abraham looks at him and says, Son, God will provide. In other words, I ain't telling you where the sacrifice is because if I tell you that you're the sacrifice, you might run off on me. And I'm not going to be able to catch you. So he tells them God will provide. They get up to the place, and I want you to notice what happens here. They get up to the place, and Isaac recognizes there's something missing. Something's not right here. They get up to the place where they're going to Do the sacrifice. Look at verse 9 and 10. It says, when they arrived at the place. Someone say the place. There's a right place to sacrifice. There there comes a point in your life where you get to that right place. And he gets there and notice what happens here. Abraham built a what? Come on, somebody. What did he build? An altar. altar. What did we talk about last week? Jehovah Nisi. My God, my banner. Not only my banner, but my God, my altar. Before you get Jehovah Jireh, you got to build Jehovah Nisi. Yeah. Only three of you got that. We'll keep going. He says when he got there, he built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied up his son Isaac. How do I know that Isaac trusted his dad? I don't believe that he snatched him and he wrapped him up and tricked him. I believe Abraham looked at his son and said, son, he's been, since, since he was a baby, he heard he was the son of promise. Since he was a child, all he heard is that you're the one we've been waiting for. All he's heard about how great God is. And I believe Abraham looked at his son and said, Son, you are the sacrifice. God told me to give you up, to to offer you before him. I don't believe there was a struggle. I believe that Isaac had put his arms out for his dad and said, Dad, you go ahead. Why? Because I trust you. If you trust that God is able, I trust that God is able. And I'm going to put myself in your hands in the midst of this situation. Why do I know that? Because if he had told a- Isaac and Isaac didn't want to do it, he had the power enough to run away from his dad and keep his dad from catching him. Why? Why? Listen very closely, parents. Because when you worship with your kids, your kids can trust you in the time of crisis. Husbands, that's why some of your wives don't trust you in crisis. Because they haven't seen you. Converse with the father. Isaac could submit to his father because he knew that uh, Abraham submitted to God. And he trusted him. Now now listen. So Abraham goes all in. We're going to close this out, John, if you would help me. Abraham went all in, but so did Isaac. Isaac was the one that was giving up the most. Abraham just had to drop the knife, but it was Isaac that had to go through the pain. And I want you to notice what happens here is that he takes him and he lays him there. And the Bible says that right when he was getting ready to stab and to kill his son, that the angel of the Lord stops him and says, Abraham, Abraham, stop, do not harm the child. I need you to understand, God's not trying to kill your family, not trying to kill your marriage, not trying to destroy your finances. He just wants to know that you value him more than you do those things. Something very important, Abraham passed the test. In fact, I want to take you a step deeper. Is that As he's standing there getting ready to kill his son, why is Abraham getting ready to kill his son? What was it? God told him to. Why did he stop? God told him to. That's the problem with many of us. We're living on a word from yesterday. And so we're killing things that God said let to live. I just wanted to know if you were willing to sacrifice. Don't kill it. That's why you got to listen to what God is saying, not what God said. Don't just do what God said. What is he saying right now? God is always talking. He's an active God. He's speaking word right now, this very moment. And just like, I love the way Chris Valentin puts it, like just like there is music right now in the airway. But unless you have a radio, you can't tune into it, to the frequency. You could pull television signals out of the air if you have a television with an antenna. You have the ability to pull pictures out In the same way, God is always speaking. The question is, is are we tuned into him? (laughs) Abraham proved that he loved the giver more than the gift. But I want you to notice what was more important here. This is where we get to Jehovah Jireh. The moment God tells him to stop, he hears a sound. Come on, somebody. The moment he gets ready to go all in, he hears a sound. God stops him and then all of a sudden he hears a sound of a ram stuck by its horns in the bushes. That means that ram's been silently sitting there while they're setting up an altar, dropping wood, tying up his son, Laying him on top of the wood and then getting ready to kill him. The ram sat there silently. And the ram doesn't start moving until Abraham gets ready to sacrifice his son. What am I telling you? What you need is sitting right there. The answer to your prayer is right there. It's always been there. It's sitting there just waiting for you. The problem is you won't find it until you go all in. You will not find it until you go all in. You will not find, you want Jehovah Jireh, but you're not willing to give up Isaac. And you will not find Jehovah Jireh until you are willing to sacrifice Isaac. You cannot tell me that you are madly in love with God, but your wallet's not saved. You're looking for God to supply your needs, but you're not willing to offer Isaac. You're going to continue to be broke. Until you begin to offer everything to God. Because that's only when Jehovah Jireh shows up. He didn't recognize the ram until after he went all in. God stops him. Then he sees the ram in the bush. The Bible says this. Abraham placed, named the placed, Yahweh Yaira, which means the Lord will provide. And to this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it'll be provided. Now check this out. What was the name of the mountain that they went to? Mount Moriah. Why is this so important? The book of John says that Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Abraham was dead long before Jesus came to, the, to earth. Yet it says that Abraham rejoiced. Why? Abraham is on Mount Moriah. He's on Mount Moriah, finds the ram stuck in the bush, pulls it out, offers it as a sacrifice. Well, if you stand on Mount Moriah, Mount Moriah is the original build site of Solomon's temple. Mount Moriah is also the place that if you looked over to the left, you would see a mountain called Calvary. A mountain called Mount Golgotha, the place of the skull. But why is that important? That's where Jesus died. Everything that happened to Abraham and Isaac was a type of what was going to happen a stone's throw away. And Abraham, when he saw the ram, I believe, and this is just me, I believe the ram was sitting. Within eyes, eyesight in the line of Mount Calvary. That when he saw the ram, he saw Mount Calvary. When he saw the ram, he saw Mount Calvary. When he saw the ram, he saw Mount Calvary. When he saw the ram, he saw the place of Jesus's. I'm here to tell you right now. That when you're willing to give God your all. God will give his all to you. Jehovah Jireh isn't just a financial breakthrough. He sees. You need peace. You need comfort. You need healing. Whatever you need, Jehovah Jireh can provide. Why? Because he sees. He's a God that's made a covenant to see my need. I'm going to have you stand right now. Everyone across this place now. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.